0: Well, this morning, I am, I'm pumped. Now, if you did not hear, my wife and I, we are this Sunday, we'll be here next Sunday, and then we are going on sabbatical. It's going to be kind of weird. In fact, for us, very weird. I love our church. I love my church. I love my family. Some of my family, they might get offended. They're actually in the room. But my church family, I love that we get to go after God together. And so in this next season, we're going to be gone for nine Sundays. And I truly am like, I don't know what that's going to be like. But I know, and we'll talk a little bit, I know God has this season, this moment, to recharge and fire us up for this next season of what God has at Radiant Life Church. And so I am thankful for it, and thankful for what God is doing, and thankful for his move. And just want to be sure, you know, next week, be sure you're here, because we're going to go after God at our altar of revival service, and then we're going to be out. And I'm also thankful we have great people that are going to be leading, Pastor Brian, uh, my dad's going to be leading all the new construction that's coming beginning next Sunday. You're going to show up and you're going to be like, what happened? Out in the foyer, lots of changes, all the carpet, all the flooring here in the next month and a half are going to be replaced. And so there's going to be a lot going on. We are ready to go. The team's ready to go. And so thank you. Can I ask you to do something for me? Can you be extra faithful? I don't know what that means. Just be faithful, but extra faithful to support the leadership, to support the church, uh, to even to show up for kids, childcare, for whatever you do. To be a part, as those things mean so much to the team and to the, just what God is doing. It also. Anybody? Is it more fun when there's a few more people in the room? Anybody? That's like that's generally the case. Energy. So come ready. Come to the front. Sit in the front and be ready to worship, ready to go after God, support each speaker that's gonna be speaking, and uh, it's gonna be great. Some of our Assembly of God leaders from around Ohio are gonna be a part, it's gonna be fun. So be here the next nine weeks, starting after next week, Uh, and of course be here next week, our last week for a little bit. And then when we get back, I can promise you we are gonna be ready, we are ready now, but we're ready to go and believe God is gonna speak as we get to go to Israel, a highlight of our trip. And something we love about the thought of Israel every pastor or just person, whatever they've been to Israel, they say the Bible, it's like filling in a coloring book. All of a sudden it's in color. All of a sudden you can see it because you've been there. It it like makes it come to life. And I cannot wait, we cannot wait to be able to see it. And then I believe going to preach from a richer place, knowing and being there and being a part of it. And uh, I'm praying, our belief is that we're going to come home and you're going to say, woo! what's going on? What is God doing? Because I know God is going to move and bless Radiant Life Church uh, us just for that faithfulness to be a part of sabbatical for your lead pastors. Thank you so much. But today we're going to jump into a little sermon series that's going to be uh, kind of scattered here over the next couple months about enjoying God in the good season. Enjoying God. I believe in the church world, or maybe specifically individually, sometimes we get in a spot and we almost, some of us, you don't have to raise your hand, but get in a spot where it's like, I can't enjoy life because I'm a follower of Jesus, or I can't experience good things. And that would be exactly opposite of God. That would be exactly opposite of what God wants for us. But there's moments and times when we can feel that, when we can maybe put ourselves in that sort of a place. I mentioned Shad, who while his face was smashed and while he is, his mouth, I didn't mention this, but his mouth was closed, became, like wired shut because he couldn't move it because everything was broke. While all this is happening, he would sing even though he couldn't open his mouth. And he's a good singer, like he's a worship leader. It was killer for him. Like the, the I just want to sing and he couldn't do it because of his mouth, but he would, he would hum whatever he could do. In the pain, in that moment, he gave all glory to God. Made me think back a, a year, and a half or so ago, I was in the hospital with COVID and this close to, uh, to a ventilator. And all of us know, you don't wanna be on a ventilator ever. COVID ventilator just doesn't seem like a good plan. They kept telling my wife, I don't know, I think, I think it's gonna happen or he's gotta turn around real fast. And she would send me worship music. And finally, you know, if you can't breathe and your mind's not getting oxygen and all that stuff, your body, you're not exactly thinking at tip top uh, capacity. But finally, I'm like, Rachel, I can't listen to the worship music, music that you're sending. Not because I was mad at God. Not because I was like, what's why? Or, but because when I would be in that moment, I would turn on worship music. It was this thankfulness to God that would well up in my heart. Doesn't make sense. And I, I'm happy that was my emotion. But then I would start to cry. Which if you know me, you don't see me cry often. Not because I'm against crying. It's just not what I do. And I would start crying. Did you know when you can't breathe? That when you cry, that doesn't help you breathe better. So I was like, I can't listen to worship music because this thankfulness would well up about God. And then I would, like all my machines would start beeping worse and like they would come in. So I was like, I can't listen to this worship music because I'm just thankful. Not angry or mad, but just thankful. And in our life, there's, there's moments of, Lord, what do I do when it's difficult? But also, what do I do when life is good? How do, what is my response? And every single one of us in this room, unless maybe this week we had three babies born, I believe, at at Radio Life Church. And that's exciting. We're pumped about that. Those little ones, maybe the only ones, although they just had to, I don't know, they just had to be birthed. That seems like a pretty terrible experience. So I guess every person, no matter how old you are, have gone through something that's a little bit tough or a lot tough. And what is our response when it's difficult? Is it like Shad? like, I just want to sing. Mom, would you sing? Would you sing with me or to me if I can't do it in the moment? Would you sing the worship of our creator? Would you let that be? We've been in difficult moments, and I want to be somebody that worships God, that enjoys life as much as possible, even if my pain is at a level I can't handle it, even if my mouth is wired shut, even if all I can do is hum. Lord, am I going to hum praise to you, or am I going to walk away and say, Lord, you let this happen, and now I'm going to be angry. And it's easy to be there. But thinking on the other side, I think sometimes life can be so good, and life can just be easy. And some of you are like, what? I've not experienced that as much as I would like to. But some, you have the money you need. You've got a good enough family and relationships, and it's just fairly easy. And maybe you've been on the negative side. we are like, Lord, I need you. But is it Easy in the same way on the positive side to sometimes just be like, I got this. Life's good. All of a sudden, somehow, we wouldn't get up in here and like give a testimony. I don't need God now because life is good. But we start to live in a way where we just do our thing. And we may still come to church or we may still be a part of a group or maybe even a prayer group, but we're not in a place where we need God and all of a sudden we just kind of go through the motions and we enjoy life and it's good. And I believe that God, he does not want us to do either of those things. He he, he wants us to be all in with him, no matter where we are, to enjoy him. So we're going to talk about enjoying God in the good season. But before, why we started here is if life is difficult, if life is tough, if you're like, Lord, I need you. It's the same principle for all of us. We need God. And the three things we're going to look at this morning, I pray every one of us in this room call out to him and let him speak into our lives, into our heart, into our spirit. So we're going to look at three things or ditches we want to avoid. You know, before we jump there, how many many golfers do we have in the room? Do we have any golfers? Okay, there's a few. Uh, Not very many. There should be more. Golf is really great. Okay, how about people, like you like to paint. You like to paint. Okay, there, that was a quicker, like the guys like, oh, I'm a golf. Yeah, oh, this little guy, he's a painter, I like it. Uh, how many just like to walk? You like to walk in creation, like that's enjoyable. There's way more of you. You're like, yeah, that's me. Uh, there's something about recreation, there's something about doing things, there's something about being together. In fact, I would say that recreation, it kind of has a capacity to recreate us, to give us a new energy and excitement. Sometimes you go out on a golf course. Now, I don't know if this is for my dad, because he's like, I just wasted four hours. If it was four, he might be okay. But sometimes it's five or six, and I just wasted six hours of my life. I could have painted the entire church building, not quite, but almost in that six hours, right? There's that thing. But whatever your thing is, you go and you enjoy it, and you experience it, and there's something about recreation. There's something about enjoying life. We're about to go to Israel, like we mentioned. I, I'll tell you, I'm pumped about it. There's going to be, in his glory, a part of what he's doing. We're going to experience him and see him in a new way. He's going to recreate in us, even as we're just out and about. Last Friday night, or this last Friday, we had our life group at our house. It was so much fun. We were outside, beautiful weather, a fire in our solo stove, just sitting there in the, the skyline as the sun was going down. Being able to experience God right there in that moment. It was so sweet and nice. It was so good. You're not in a group. You need to be in a group because there's something about being together. That we're all there. We're eating food together. We're hanging out. Like Matt who's running this town, they didn't leave until like 10 o'clock or 10.30 or something. They just wouldn't leave. And it was awesome. It was so good. Oh, I see Melissa over there. It was so good. There's something about being together. Enjoying each other. Enjoying life but there's things we have to be sure that we don't let derail us. And one of those is living in a place where we are like, hey, there's good without God. There's times where we can live and it can be good. There's times when our life is just moving. There's times when all of the things work together and it's just good. In fact, Rachel and I, in this sabbatical, we're gonna be going to a church family here. Their parents are gonna let us use their they're lake house. And so the dad was, uh, was telling me, he was like, hey, uh, my boat sunk. I was like, oh, no, because we know they have a boat. They let, they're super kind. They let us use it. It sunk. So if we have a new boat, then you'll be able to use our new boat. But if not, obviously you can't use what's not there. Well, we just found out that they got a brand new boat. I don't know if it's new, but it's new there. And we're going to be able to use this boat. And I am pumped. And I can promise you three or four or five days out on water, with people that are just like, hey, take the boat, do it. Anybody, that sounds really, really, really good. That sounds really fun. But you know, our prayer is not that we go to Israel or that we go get to use this boat because a couple's just blessing, blessing us in such a huge way. Not that it's good. But we want God to be a part of that. And if it's only good, and we experience and we learn and all this, but God is not there, we have completely failed, number one, on what vacation or life should be, but definitely what a sabbatical could be or should be, because I need God to be a part of everything. And today, if we're living a good life, but God is kind of in the corner, he's kind of a Sunday or a few times a month thing, or it's just a, he's kind of in the corner, we miss the whole point of what he's done. And our life could be good, but we fully are outside of what God's plan is. And we're setting ourselves up for failure. Because we've all been around long enough to know that life's not always good. At our life group, somehow we got talking about about worship and prayer. And we got on the subject. Did you know, church, that every one of us in this room, what what is every one of us in this room? What's going to happen to all of us? We're going to die. I heard it. Somebody got it over here. We're going to die, every one of us, unless the rapture happens before. And I'm all for that. I'm like, come on, God, come back. Beam me up. Like when he comes back, I've always just wondered, is it going to be like, we see this happening? We're like, this is my moment. We're like jumping. We were like, when's the time? Or like in an elevator. You know, I don't, that's what goes through my mind. I'm sorry. Or maybe we don't even know. It just happens and there he is. It's like, whoo, I'm all for it. But if he does not come back, we are all going to die which means the good season of life there's going to be bumps in the road our parents our loved ones every us we're going to pass away the good if god is not there will not remain good in our life there's no way we must have god shouldn't be looking for good things from god but good times with him and moments with him See, as Lewis said, we are half-hearted creatures fooling about with drink and sex and ambition with infinite joy when infinite joy is offered us. Like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at the sea. We are far too easily pleased. And in our life, if we just live in good and we don't live fully in God, then we miss what he's doing and we're literally making mud pies when he has a feast and a party and all the good for us. When I think of mud, I always go to camp. And at camp, there's a game called Tire Wars, and it's literally this massive mud pit. And if you do it right, you come out of this mud pit, entirely mud from head to toe. And you know what? It's really, really fun about one time a year, because it's not that fun to clean mud out of your ears and behind and in your hair and all those things if you did it every day. But you know what even is worse than that? The fire hose that cleans you off at the end. If you've never had a fire hose clean mud off of you, you should experience one time. It's kind of like feeling what it would be like if you have a cheese grater just grate you because if you have a fire hose and the person doing it has it up high enough, it straight up hurts. You're pretty sure that skin is being torn off of you with the mud that's going. But it is fun once, but if you do that every single day, all of a sudden you realize camp one day is good. But playing in the mud is not what life is about. God is so much bigger. And in fact, at camp, that one mud day is nothing when you then look at every night, being in his presence, hearing him speak, hearing him show up. God is what is good. The good is not actually that good when we get down to it. God is it. So I can't have good in my life without God. We often settle for way too little. We must not be a people that settles for good without God. And you know, on the other side, is it possible today that we must not settle for God without good? Is it possible that sometimes we can be over here and say, God, I love you. My life stinks. I don't enjoy it. It It's all these things, but I love you. And is it possible because we missed that God wants good things for his children? God wants, in fact, says he wants good things. He wants to give good gifts. But if we sit over here and we don't let God pour into us and change us and mold us, then we're just going to stay here. And God, we have relationship in some way, but it stays shallow and it doesn't receive the blessing that God wants to pour out in your life. And sometimes we can even say, I'm sacrificing and I I put myself and that's just what it is. And I'm just as a follower, I'm just going to be over here and I have a relationship. But everything else, it's just the sacrifice I have. And I don't believe that that is God's call for his people at all. In fact, we can go to the Bible this morning. I think from the very beginning, we see that that is not God's plan. It's not his call. It's not what he wants for his church. In Genesis 1, 26, right from the beginning, it says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God. He created him, male and female. He created them. And when we look at the beginning, dominion over all of the creation, dominion over all of the animals, I just go back to the thought of what does that mean? You're going to name them, all these things that we we know Dominion. These animals at the time were not going to kill you. You didn't have to be scared of them. In fact, I think with dinosaurs walking the earth, I think there could have just been T-Rexes and Adam could have been like, hey, hey, big T, come over here. Is it possible he had some sort of a saddle or he could like ride this T-Rex? Because that's what I would have done. I have dominion over this thing. Like, let's go. Come on, right here right now is it possible that the fun of what life was like having dominion over all of this creation that god has given now some of you may be like that does not sound fun to me so maybe for you all the dogs and all the cats they just love you you have dominion they're not gonna do anything bad they're not gonna poop or pee on your floor or do all the things that dogs why do we do okay never mind i'm not gonna go there today dogs uh, whatever but we have three or two now so it's okay But whatever it is, we got to enjoy and own and be the master dominion over all of creation. Does that sound fun? That sounds really good. Really, really good. We were created to walk with the Lord. We were created to have relationship and to walk in the goodness of God. The goodness of the Garden of Eden, which would have been tremendous. In fact, that word, Eden, it means delight we were put in a place to walk with the lord in delight in the goodness of god right from the beginning. Now, you might say, but yeah, sin and all of the things and now that's no longer. Well, let's just jump over to Revelation chapter 21 and verse 5, and it says, "And he who was seated on the throne said, behold, I am making all things new." Now, we're going to stop there. We might read a few more verses, but I am making all things new. He did not say, I am making new things. Like he could just start it over. He's making all things new. And in our life, church, when we walk with God and when our lives look like God, when our world looks more like God, in the end, that's where we're going to be. Then everything that does not line up with him is going to be made new and look like him and be returned to what it should be. And something special is going to happen. And I promise you the goodness of God is what we're going to walk in. Heaven is going to be great. Eternity is going to be great. It's not only going to be God, although God's going to be there in fullness. I can't imagine but it's going to be good. Like, that wood is not near good enough. We need a way better word. And in our life, if we just walk and we say, ah, good without God. No, I don't want that. But also, I don't want God without good because he created this for us. He, we messed it up. We've sinned. We have to walk through things. But now my job is, Lord, I want to look like you. I want to know you. I want to experience you. And my life's going to be good. People ask, why are you optimistic? Why are you also always so passionate? Why are you always so energetic? Because that's where I live my life from. The worst experience, the worst moment. I lay it at the feet of Jesus. I say, God's good. He's good in it if I'm in the hospital. He's good in it no matter what the situation is. When my wife and I, when we started to think about having kids and then Elizabeth was on the way and then more kids, we had maybe a weird conversation. I think every couple should have this conversation. What would happen if we have a child and we miscarry? That's very, very common. Or what would happen if we have a baby that something happens and doesn't make it, even outside of the... What would happen if the most difficult thing that you can imagine? Are we still going to praise God and worship God and trust God and believe God or not? And when we say, God, you are good, and my relationship with you trumps every other part of my life, then even in the most difficult season, I can still say, Lord, I trust you. Lord, you are still good. Lord, you're still worthy. Lord, you are still holy. And I don't understand, and I can never understand why certain things happen. But Lord, that doesn't change who you are. It is who you are, your nature. And therefore, I don't want life that's got God but doesn't have who he is, good, Goodness in our life happening. And so we decided no matter what takes place, we are going to give it all to God. We also just free, but I'm like, Rachel, if I ever die and you meet the person that God would have you to marry after me, if I ever die at my funeral, I'm good with that. God's good if that's what God chooses to do. And if it's three months or six months after, seems fast. Everyone would be like, have you lost your mind? But if that's what God has, I'm good. Because God's good and he's gonna bless you and restore even what happens in this life that we don't understand. If that's where we come from, the word, he's restoring, he's making new, then I'm gonna not just have good, I'm not only, which is the most important, gonna have God, but I'm gonna have God and good in every part of who I am. It's what he calls us to. But you know, there's one more part that I think is important. I think sometimes people come to the Lord And they say, my life is not good, and therefore I'm going to use God as a means to good. Like, my life's going to just get better because now I know the Lord. And guess what? I 100% believe that if you know the Lord and you walk in relationship to the Lord, your life's going to get better. But God's not like something we put a quarter in and we get something out. It's not this genie in a bottle that we rub it just right and now we get three wishes and now my life is better. No, I want a relationship with the God of the universe, the creator who made me. I want a relationship with God. I'm not looking for good in my life. So therefore, the Bible, okay, I'm gonna just love God and it's gonna be okay. Like, he's not that. That's not what he's about. But when I know him, And I love him and I fall in love more and more with him, more and more with his word, more and more with the truth of who he is and what he's created us to be. More and more, I realize that culture and society has it entirely wrong, but he has it entirely right. So I live for him, not because of laws and rules, not Old Testament, because I kill some goats or something. Praise God, that's not it. But sometimes we want to do that in our behavior or in our actions. I did this, so now you're going to do this. No, Lord, I'm not using you. You're not a means to good. I just simply want you. And when I want you and I fall in love with you and you become everything in my life, then all of a sudden I can give you the anxieties of my life, the cares of my life. All of a sudden I can trust you because you're the one I love. You're the one I care about. You're the one that even a spouse or a family member, someone that loves you, that guess what? I mess up. Rachel messes up. Your spouse is going to mess up. But God doesn't mess up. He loves you. And when you know him and experience him and let him pour into all of the other ways and areas of your life, all of a sudden you experience the God of the universe and good, goodness, his mercy, his grace pours out all of these things. And all of a sudden we start to say, my life is better. Not because I rub the genie in a certain way, but because I love Jesus and I look more like Jesus and my thoughts are more like Jesus. And I'm kinder and gentler. I care about the people around me. I love people that even they don't line up with the word yet, but they're not followers of Jesus yet, so why would they? I love them and I care about them. I want to see the things that are just so off in our culture. I want to see it changed, and I'm going to love people until I love them into Jesus and can share what he's done and can move. It changes us. It, he changes us. The word changes us. And today, if you're on one extreme, if you're walking and you're like, I feel no goodness. I don't experience a good life. I'm not enjoying life. I might have some of God, but I'm not sure. Or maybe today life is just awesome, 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 but God's not really a part of it. Today, is it possible that we need to get back to what matters and that's simply knowing our creator and our savior? He's going to make it new. He's going to restore. He's going to deliver. He's going to set free and as we keep moving in him, keep relying on him, keep trusting in him, he has you. He loves you. He has the best. So much better. So much better. May as we think about that word, that grape barrel, and smashing those grapes. And sometimes it might feel like you're the one that's being smashed. Sometimes it might feel like you're the one that's in the bottom of the barrel. And I want to be sure that you hear the word of the Lord is not that you're being smashed, but that you're smashing the devil's head, which means whatever is going on in your life, come to Jesus and give it to him and stomp it out. Stomp it out. Keep doing it. Don't quit. Said it didn't, didn't stop. Didn't quit. But the intensity. Stomp on the head of the devil. Whatever's going on in your life, give it to him. Don't look for good without God or God without good. Don't look for God as a means to good. Just come to the creator of the universe. The one who is all in all. The one who restores and makes new. Psalms 37 3-5. It says, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Trust in him. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. And this morning, if you're struggling, wherever you are, commit yourself to him. Give him everything. Everything stomp out the devil in your life. Get rid of, Lord, I need you. I can't do it in my own. So Lord, come and move in me. And then, can I ask you, get somebody. Somebody to help you walk that journey. That's why we do this together. That's what groups are about. That's what we get to be a part of. Church, go all in. Go all in for Jesus. He's so good. He's so good. This morning, if you say, I've never given my life to Jesus, all you have to do is ask him, Lord, Lord, I ask you to be the Lord of my life. Forgive me. I repent of my sins. In your own words. The Bible says he stands knocking, waiting. He welcomes you. In fact, all of heaven cheers and rejoices. This is the greatest thing. That's why we are here, that one more would come to know Jesus. And if you need God in your life, don't wait. Don't wait another moment or another day. If it's your first day in church or you've been hundreds of times, if you're not walking in relationship, today's the day for you, the day of salvation. And if you're not walking in the goodness, the good of life, enjoying life, I want to pray today that you would just experience that. That you would ask him, Lord, I don't only want good, and I don't only want God, but I want God and good to be everything. God, the one who created, the one who saves, the one who resurrected me. Easter, what we celebrated, the resurrected one. He's bringing resurrection life to you and me today. So, Lord, we worship you. Thank you, God, that you move, that you're on the throne, that you are so, so good. You're so good today. Bless your church. Those that are struggling, Lord, this week is difficult, maybe a season of their life. Lord, I pray that, Lord, as they seek you, Lord Jesus, not good, as they seek you, God, that you would bring enjoyment, you would bring life back, you would bring something maybe they've been missing for a while. Lord Jesus, restore and make new. Lord, what you're gonna do at the end, you're doing it in us. You're doing it in us, resurrecting within us. So do that today. And Lord, maybe people that their life is good and they've missed and they're not committed as they should be to you. Lord, I pray that today they would give all to you. And Lord, in the middle of that good, God, that you would be the one they put as the Lord, as the one that they look to, as the one that leads them, as the one that guides them, as the one that says yes and no in their life. And Lord, that as we walk in you, Lord Jesus, Lord, that we would experience the good things of life, enjoyment of life. We would enjoy all that you have. Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We worship you. Lord, you are good. You are good. You are good today. Bless this church. In your name we pray. Amen. And recap, we're not looking for good without God. We're invited to God. Or we're not invited to God without good. But we're after enjoying God in the good of life. So this week, expect something good in the process because he is good, church. He's good. Love you all. Pray that you are here with us next week. 9:30, one service. Come early. Join us the whole time. Also, as you exit, you'll see a table And our Royal Rangers and Girls Ministries, they are doing something special. They are having a food drive and they're trying to see who can bring more cans and food goods and all those things. And so if you think about it or don't, write it down, put it in your phone, bring some food goods. And if you know more Royal Rangers or Girls Ministries, I don't put half and half, whatever you need to do. But they're going to be having a contest. And so love to have you join with us as we bless the Dublin Food Pantry. Thank you so much for being here. Love you all. This week, be careful what you watch. Be careful what you listen to. Be careful what you talk about. Savor the presence of Jesus. See you again next week.